and welcome to Are We There Yet? Market Scales online video podcast series that focuses on the most exciting companies, organizations, and trends in transportation today. My name is Grant Harrell, and as your host, we'll speak with the voices of today's most exciting organizations and companies truly learning what's at the cutting edge of technologies and the most exciting and relevant industry trends in transportation today. And speaking of today, I am very excited to speak with Teamsters and we'll be meeting with and interviewing Chris Moore, who is an international representative for Teamsters, focusing upon their aviation division, a longtime uh, mechanic within the aviation industry who's also served Teamsters for many years now. Chris, thank you so much uh, for your time today. Hello and welcome to Are We There Yet? Thanks, Grant. Really glad to be here. Well, thank you. Well, really been looking forward to our interview uh, today, and uh, I thought I don't think could be a more relevant uh, guest and organization on the podcast series today with Teamsters. I believe that truly your work today is more important than ever before. Uh, for audience members that uh, maybe aren't quite as familiar with Teamsters as I am, would like to quickly introduce Teamsters, and would love uh, for you to provide audience members with a little bit more of an introduction to the organization. As I understand, Teamsters is in fact uh, a America's largest and most diverse union uh, representing today over 1.2 million members. Uh, truly from A to Z, understand uh, that you work with individuals within everything from aviation to zookeepers. Um, in fact, I've recently learned that one out of every 10 union members is in fact a teamster. And with today's talent shortage uh, affecting so many different industries, especially aviation, I don't believe that your work could be any more relevant than ever. And so for all audience members that maybe aren't quite as familiar with Teamsters, would you mind telling us a little bit more about the organization? Sure, I'd love to. And, and again, I'm, I'm really happy to be here. So everything you said is absolutely correct. Um, and, I, and I think the atmosphere that we are in today, we're seeing more and more workers that are realizing that union representation is a really, really vital part of helping them to provide a better uh, future for their families, right? So um, whether we're, we're improving safety and health in the workplace, whether we're negotiating contracts uh, or, or uh, you know, helping them to provide better wages, health benefits, uh, retirement programs, all of these things, um, we're there to help, uh, help the middle class continue to grow and thrive. That's great. Well, that's so great to hear and truly uh, never more relevant than today. We're seeing a, a talent shortage in so many different industries and know that through the great work of, of Teamsters uh, helping certainly to overcome that in in, in every industry, uh, really, but uh, especially within aviation. I know it's been hit hard uh, with the recent talent shortage. Um, I understand that that speaking to aviation and the division uh, within Teamsters, that uh, it, it really goes back all the way to 1959. And as I understand it, uh, then Teamsters uh, general president, uh, James, Jimmy Hoffa uh, worked very digitally to uh, organize airline workers truly across the country. Uh, and just a couple of years later, in 1961, uh, the Teamsters Airline Division was formally established, as, as I understand, through a meeting in Chicago. And since then, the Teamsters really has provided first-class service to airline workers across the country. Um, I understand over 30,000 aviation uh, members today within the division. Um, I understand that you provide you know, services for members, including everything from air medical services, benefit, certainly contract negotiations, legal representation, uh, training, development, organizing, uh, legislative advocacy, the, the list really goes on. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about some of these services and maybe even specifically uh, some within aviation? 
Sure, sure. So um, that, that's that's kind of where I live. That's my wheelhouse is the aviation part of this and the airline division uh, where I've been, uh, you know, a part of since uh, 2011. So um, I'll talk a little bit about the Rail Labor Act, which is a little bit different. It, it governs uh, railroads and airlines. It's a little bit of a different labor law. So um, when, when you start talking about the, the airlines and how they're organized, um, you organize a, an airline on a national basis. So if, uh, if uh, Airline X has uh, pilots or mechanics in 10 different cities, that's how you organize them. And then when you negotiate the contract, um, you have, uh, you have you know, to deal with, uh, with all of the different cities um, that, you're, that you're working with within that airline. And where I was going with that is when we talk about organizing and some of the different departments we have and things that we offer, we have a dedicated uh, uh, organizing department that does a phenomenal job um, with us when we're, when we're organizing uh, a large group of folks. Imagine, imagine trying to organize 12,000 people in 20 different locations from Guam to Puerto Rico. Um, it, it takes a lot of boots on the ground and a lot of support. It's it's really quite the undertaking. So um, that that's one part of the RLA. And then again, as I said, when we negotiate contracts, um, we're we're doing it from a national perspective. So we're providing um, the economist and the and the legal representation as well as uh, the the negotiators from the international with experience, as well as local union representation and rank and file members. So there, there's a lot of uh, support that goes on there. So, um, and I'll just continue on down. So, you know, some of the training that we offer, and this is this is just just at the tip of the iceberg. So, um, you know, we, we talk about uh, the NTSB getting involved uh, anytime there is a major accident. So we train our members to participate in those uh in those sorts of investigations, we provide uh, expertise. So we pro we provide training to our folks um, that would be dispatched with the NTSB to a crash site. Um, God forbid that should happen, but uh, they're there, they're trained, they're there to give their expertise. Um, we teach them how to do uh, do an investigation and how to work with the NTSB. We give them bloodborne pathogen training so that they can be protected while they're on that sort of site. Um, we also teach uh, collective bargaining. We teach labor history. Um, we offer safety training through our safety and health department. So um, many, many different things. Uh, <laughs> we offer we offer a service uh, for our mechanics that is what we call a, a license protection program. Um, and essentially, what it is, and, and you know, we 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 never want to see this happen. But people make mistakes, and if you're you're a mechanic and you're getting uh, you're getting uh, you know investigated by the FAA, we're going to provide legal counsel for you to help you understand the steps that you're going through um, during the uh, during the investigation. Um, if you if you want me to move on to to uh, you know some of the other things that we're doing, I can I can do that as well. Sure, sure, I'd love to, and and, and I'm so impressed. Yeah, with with the list of of services and support that you provide individuals, and especially with that kind of reach, you know truly international, you know, with that number of, of members, it's incredible. So, so absolutely, by all means, would, would love to learn a little bit more, you know, at least maybe touching on some of those uh, areas of support. I, I think it's very interesting. Right. So, so you mentioned uh, earlier, uh, we were talking about uh, legislation. So uh, we, we are uh, part of a coalition. And look, so we work with a lot of different folks. Uh, we, we recently yeah. Um, worked with a group called ATEC, which is the uh, Aviation Technical Education Council. And that is a, an eclectic group of airlines, um, uh, schools that teach air, aircraft maintenance, labor unions. Uh, and we all pull together to, to try and work on 
um, how we can help streamline the process for aviation maintenance schools um, to make it easier for the schools to, to change curriculum um, as it's needed, um, still staying within the FAA guidelines, mind you, but, but, but to get it done, and that'll help kids get through school faster and help us replenish the pipeline, which is one of the things we'll, we'll talk about today. So we just recently, uh, I think it was May right. 24th, the announcement was made, the FAA announced um, that the legislation had passed. Uh, they would be implementing it, and they did it. Uh, and I, I had to point this out on Charles Taylor Day, which is National uh, AMT Day. Mm-hmm. Charles Taylor was the, uh, the, the we call him the first aircraft mechanic. He was absolutely the uh, the uh, Wright Brothers mechanic. He's the guy that built the engine for the Wright Flyer. Um, wow! And, and, I, and wow. I, would, I wow. would be remiss if I didn't if I didn't mention this. So um, last year we signed an exclusive. Yes partnership with Spartan College of Aeronautics and Technology, uh, and they will provide for any Teamster member or their immediate family a scholarship for uh, for any of them that want to go to aircraft mechanic school, um, and they also offer an advanced degree, a bachelor's, and that bachelor's is in uh, science uh, and technology management. So we're doing a lot of stuff, and I'm, you know, right. I, can, I can ramble on for hours, but I won't. That's just, that's the stuff that's <laughs> Front. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I appreciate you touching on that. That's incredible. And I think that I appreciate you mentioning uh, the newly established training partnership. And I think that's so relevant today. And I think that that training, that educational uh, component is is so relevant. And I think that what we're seeing certainly within aviation and many other industries is as um, uh, these individuals uh, retire, uh, there's a, a new generation, you know, coming into these fields. And so I think that education and training component um, is is certainly uh, more, more relevant than, than ever. So glad to hear that. And, and how that even continues on to improve uh, things like employee uh, retention uh, within organizations um, uh, is so relevant as well. So very much appreciate you uh, touching on that. Uh, we're, we're talking a lot, of, of course, about aviation, and that's your uh, specialty within the aviation division within uh, Teamsters. And I know that especially within aviation, um, this this talent shortage um, has has affected the industry uh, very much uh, more so than, than many other industries. Um, you know, we, we're, we're talking today within the Are We There Yet? Uh, video podcast series and I always like to ask guests a, a question kind of centralized around this theme and so we've seen this talent shortage uh, affect the aviation industry um, full talent shortage uh, recovery are, are we there yet are we getting close so so you, you saw my <laughs> my answer at the beginning no mm-hmm. no we're not even close um, yeah. it, it, and I and I preface yeah. that by saying you know uh, and I always use the there, there, there's a Boeing report that comes out every year. Um, and they do a worldwide uh, prediction of how many people will be needed uh, over the next 20 years. And that number hasn't shrunk at all in, in about five years. I think um, mechanic-wise in, the, in North America, and this is only commercial aviation, um, 132,000 new mechanics between now and, uh, and, and 2041. That, that's, that's an amazing number of folks um, and these are these are good jobs. But, it, you know, part of the part of the issue is about 30 percent of, of aviation maintenance uh, workers. And, and you can see, look at me with the with the gray and everything. I'm one of them um, at, at or near retirement age. And, and it was kind of uh, accelerated a little bit by um, covid. I mean, we, we knew this was coming and we were grappling with how to get more more younger people into the industry um, before COVID hit. COVID, um, it, it, I, 
the way it all worked out, I, I think it was amazing because of the the, uh, the programs, the government programs that were in place. It allowed a lot of airlines to keep their people close so that they didn't all disappear, which would have been devastating. Um, but even even after that, there were a number of people that took early retirements, folks that were close to the end. They just said, you know what, I, I'm, I'm OK. I'm going to go now. Um, and uh, and then everything has bounced back in a really rapid fashion. Uh, and, and you can just see that um, by turning on the news on a daily basis. So um, it's, uh, you know, we, we have a we have a heavy lift in front of us uh, for pilots, mechanics and uh, and cabin crews. And, and uh, you know, I'll talk a little bit about what we're doing on the maintenance side to try and do that when we get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you you highlighting that. I think it's important to, to recognize, you know, that the, the talent shortage is still here. Um, no end in, in sight, certainly in, in the short term. And so I think even highlights uh, the importance of, of organizations such as yours that are that are working to overcome that within the industry. So we understand now um, that we aren't there yet. Um, uh, no end is in sight um, in, in the immediate future here. Um, can you talk a little bit more about conditions within aviation? How, how did we how did we get to this point? And, and what needs to happen to fully recover? And, and I know, as you touched on a little bit, you know, the um, the, the aging, um, you know, of the professionals within the industry. And as they move towards retirement and start beginning to retire, we're starting to see some of these issues. But would love to just, you know, better understand kind of the conditions that led up to this and created uh, the shortage that, that we're seeing today. So so I, I won't go all the way back to deregulation, but but we can we can look at the 80s and we can look at the 90s and we can look at 9/11. So our industry was really devastated, very cyclical. A lot of bankruptcies, a lot of people lost pension, a lot of people basically lost faith in it as a career. You could be you could be doing really great for for five or ten years, and then you could have the rug ripped out from underneath you. So um, a lot of people kind of started shying away from from uh, you know getting into the industry. Um, and, and I will say, and, and I'll say this uh, on behalf of the industry, they they have come a long way. And when I say that, I mean the airline, I'm talking commercial. They have done a phenomenal job of, of stabilizing the industry and making it a good place to work. Um, the You know, the, the pandemic was, it, uh, to call it a one-off would be an understatement, but it, it really is one of those things that no matter what, you can't plan for. You can plan for a lot of things. Nobody ever saw that coming. But the fact that we recovered as quickly as we did, that shows that the stability is still there. Um, and, and that's part of, I mean, if you're going to talk to a high school kid about uh, being an aircraft mechanic or a pilot, they want to know that if they're going to invest the time and the money in that profession, that that profession is going to be there and they're not going to be, you know, in their mid forties with a couple of kids looking around going, where am I going to work tomorrow? So that's kind of what led up to it. Right. So th there was just a lot of instability in, in the industry. A lot of folks were just shying away from it. And, and I kind of got halfway to, to where I, where I was going. Now things have stabilized. Um, wages are, are more stable. Um, it, it, and we're, we're doing a lot of, uh, a lot of the right things as far as, um, airlines and employee relations. I think it's a it's a great place to be right now. Good, good, good. Well, I can understand, you know, how, how really, you know, going back decades, the history and how that's kind of led up to it and something like COVID, you know, really, um, you know, combining to, to create the conditions. So understand, you know, appreciate uh, that that overview. Um, again, I think you've, you've commented on this uh, already a little bit, but would love to learn a little bit more, um, you know, would love to hear about some of the things maybe specifically that the Teamsters and your work within the aviation are, are doing to really overcome this. I think that you've shared already some of the great training programs, educational programs, 
programs, creating, you know, further creating stability within the industry as, as far as a profession. Can you maybe comment on this a little bit more and, and let us know about some of the great things that you're doing to overcome this talent shortage within aviation and move past the conditions that we're seeing today? Sure. So uh, there, there, there are a couple of things uh, that we're that we're doing that, that I'm really excited about. So uh, I want to say a couple of years prior to uh, to this, we 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 realized that we had to get out there and, and find a way to to uh, reach students. And this is purely, you know, we're not we don't we don't hire people. Um, we're, we're not we're not looking mm-hmm. to do that. But we are very, very um, uh, passionate about our craft. So we started going to STEM events. Um, we do outreach to students. I've spoken uh, at, at Vaughn College. Um, one of my colleagues, Bob, he he goes to Emory Riddle a couple of times a year to, to speak to their classes. Um, we sponsor the aerospace or one of one of the sponsors of the aerospace maintenance skills competition. You're aware of that. You were at the MRO. That's a, if you got over to the competition yep. side, it's quite the uh, quite yes. the event. Right. So I think this year oh, we yeah. had uh, incredible. We had, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And the, and if you if you were ever wondering about the kind of passion that mechanics bring to this this profession, um, it's it's really there to be seen. You've got kids from school. You've got folks from airlines. You have military. Um, we had 80 teams from from uh, all over the world that showed up this year. So that was that. You know, those those are the, the, the types of industry things that we like to participate in. Um Earlier in the year, we it actually was maybe towards the end of last year, um, we received uh, one of the FAA Workforce Development Grants. They only issued 10 of them. So we are really excited about uh, about that program. Um, it, it's been a passion of mine for, for a long time to try and, uh, try and put together an education program that would help show folks just what it would take uh, to to uh, to be uh, an aircraft mechanic, right? So a lot of our history uh, mechanics come out of the military, or they they go to AMP school um, when they when they're when they're in high school, as I did, um, or they just kind of get the bug and they and they go to school, right? So um, this program was developed. Um, there was a we we applied for a, a grant through the Department of Defense. And they said, can you put together a program that will take some of our folks that have absolutely no idea how aviation works, that are going to come out of the military, and they're really going to be in mediocre jobs. We would love to see them get into aviation. And that is where the Aviation Basics program was born. We can take someone for eight weeks and we can show them what, what the basic uh, aviation math and physics looks like. Here's how you use hand tools. Here's some of the things you have to expect if you're going to be in the industry. So um, we're in the process of finishing up the curriculum on that right now. And, and this is really great because you can plug a high school person into this. Um, we're really looking at, at veterans and underserved communities. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, I, I think it's going to be fantastic when it's finished. Um, and then one of the other things we're doing, uh, we're, we've partnered and we've had a number of our airlines ask us, but we've got one that's almost in the hopper now. Um, and, and it's going to be a full-blown apprenticeship program. Uh, so that some of our members within the airline who are not mechanics can get into the program and they can advance through the program and then they can earn their license and and really begin to earn a a, a, a good living. And that will translate out through the entire airline and then uh, onto the street once we've uh, once we've offered it to everybody else. So um, those are just some of the things that we're doing to try and what we call fill the pipeline, if you will. 
Absolutely. Very good. I, I love to hear it. And I think those are very direct uh, solutions, you know, in overcoming the talent shortage. So I, I love to hear that. Love to hear about the partnerships, uh, collaboration with some of the government programs, uh, as you mentioned as well, um, and, and things like the competition uh, that we were both uh, a part of at the uh, MRO uh, Americas Conference here in, in Dallas recently. Um, would love, if you don't mind, just because that was such a, a fun event and it was it was pretty incredible, you know, for me to get to observe and, and just to see the passion, uh, you know, 80 teams from from around the world, as you mentioned, that were demonstrating uh, their skill sets um, on site at the at the conference with um, with equipment uh, right there uh, to see in person. So that was a pretty amazing event. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about that event for, uh, you know, maybe individuals that weren't so fortunate to get to see it in action at the conference? I think the big takeaway this year, um, this. So if you came here three or four years ago, um, I think three years ago, right before COVID, um, we had our first all-female team. This year, I think there were three or five, and it's fantastic because one of the one of the underserved markets I talk about is more women in aviation. It's a it's a big deal, um, and and we're starting to see more and more uh, women come into the workplace. Yeah. And so yeah, and again, yeah, so great. now now we have now we have you know so. If you looked at all of the different airlines that were there that brought their own specific events, we had it. We, we even had uh, uh, some rocket scientists there. I always say that um, the, the wow. event where you've got, a, wow. you've got a fuel, you've got a fuel to rocket, um, and, and, it, yeah. and it's really about how teams work together. Um, it, it, and really, aviation maintenance is all about that. It, it, it's how you work as a team to to accomplish something safely and and, uh, and you know finish the task. So. If if anybody yeah. that's yeah. within earshot of this, if you if you check out uh, AMC or aviation or aerospace maintenance skills competition on the website, you'll see where the next event is. It's annual. It runs in concurrence with the uh, with the uh, 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 MRO uh, Americas conference uh, that happens every year. Um, if you want to be an observer, you can actually go online and get a floor pass just to be an observer at that event. And, and if you're at all interested in, in turning a wrench on an airplane, I, I'd say it, it would be well worth your while to show up. Definitely. Definitely. It was. It, it was a lot of fun. It was incredible. That that was the first time getting to see in person, in action myself. And it was just a, an amazing event, competition. And one, th one of my takeaways, I think, from it, too, was was just, you know, what what an exciting um, culture that you have within uh, aviation mechanics. And I mean, those uh, individuals were, were having a lot of fun. Um, you know, they were just, you know, there's certainly a competitive spirit to all of it. But just seeing them work together in in their natural environment, uh, you know, working uh, on, on aircraft, uh, was just uh, pretty amazing to see. And so just as you said, I think for individuals out there, maybe that, uh, you know, aspire to have a career um, in the industry, um, it, it sure looks like they're having a lot of fun and, and really enjoy what they're doing. Yeah, and there, there's, you know, there, there's nothing uh, cooler, like in my estimation, is when you show up at work at night and you get assigned an airplane, and you go out there and it's completely broken. And, you know, you've spent your whole night and the airplane is is signed off and safe and ready to go first thing in the morning so you can put passengers on it. That is a huge feeling of accomplishment um, and uh, it, it kind yeah. of feeds on itself. So. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think all of us that, that, you know, our, our frequent travelers, um, you know, really uh, should have an appreciation for, for the work that they do uh, to keep us uh, all safe, because there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that we're probably not so uh, aware of um, that go into just making for the, the safe experience that we all enjoy. So, um, you know, definitely give a, a lot of credit to those individuals that are, that are keeping us all, all safe. Um, we'd, we'd love to get some of your insights, you know, on at a, you know, larger, more macro level here to, you know, we talk a lot about the the talent shortage, um, specifically within aviation, and and would love to have maybe just some of your insights uh, and thoughts into uh, kind of how how we arrived at the talent shortage. Um, you know, overall, this is something that that not certainly not here just in the United States. Uh, it's it's affected the world and and most every industry. Um, you know, any insight that you that you might have on just uh, you know how we can maybe avoid um, you know this uh, this type of situation in the in the future in in different industries. Sure, sure, and, and I'll speak specifically to the trades. So, um, yeah, my my personal story is very simple. I was in tenth grade uh, algebra class. Um, the folks from Pittsburgh Institute of Aeronautics came in and talked to us for a half hour. Said, by the way, in eleventh and twelfth grade, if you're really interested, you can go to high school half the day and come to our school and learn aircraft mechanics half a day. And I was like sold that afternoon. Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah. Um, those those kinds of programs uh, are not as prevalent as they used to be. And the same with, with any kind of trade program at school. Um, I, I think vocational technical training is really important. Um, you know, I started in my head thinking about this. I said, at some, at some point, I think we lost our perspective on how important having trade skills, tradesmen and women um uh, you know, in, in in the industry, right? So the, the shortage doesn't, it's not just relegated to aviation or auto mechanics or pipe fitters or, or the folks that run your electrical lines uh, and, and, you know, electricians. This this is a real thing where, where folks um, forgot that you don't have to go to school. And I'm not bashing a four-year degree ever. I, I think that's a wonderful thing as well. But um, we, we've, we've had a generation that thought that was the only way to go, where you could have gone into a, a carpenter's apprenticeship program or an electrician's. You could, you could have gotten into, a, a again, we're building aviation apprenticeship programs again now. Um, all of those really important things that people can make a really good living. I mean, if you look at what a what a topped out uh, air, air, airline mechanic makes, that's that's some pretty serious money. And uh, the things that are in real demand, like welding and all the other things that I just mentioned. Um, so, in the, and I, I'm old. I went to school in the in high school in the '70s. So, you learned uh, you could go to aviation school. You could be in carpentry. You could be in auto mechanics. You could be in in jobs in today's world where you're knocking down a decent amount of money. And I just don't see those things out there. They're coming back. Um, I think a lot of the high schools that we talk to at the at the STEM programs, they are all. I don't want to say scrambling because it sounds like they're disorganized, but they are all focusing on on putting these types of programs back in their schools because college isn't for everybody. I was really grappling with should I go to a four year school or. Um, gee, I can go get an aviation mechanics license. I really think that's a cool job, and that's where I ended up my entire life. Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. I think you, you, you're, you're, you're answering the question, I think, through a very relevant personal example and story. So I, I very much appreciate you sharing that. And, and, and I can see, you know, uh, really a lot of value in that. And I'm glad to hear that through some of these programs, you know, that focus uh, upon, uh, you know, trades is, is coming back and is very much needed uh, within uh, society today. So um, that's all, you know, great to hear. And I think even early on, um, you know, sharing those options with high school students, just uh, as, as you shared, that are maybe kind of, um, um, you know, on the fence in terms of going to school or pursuing trade. So to know that those types of careers um, are, are out there and offer, you know, that uh, that level of, of living um, is 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 very important. And and uh, I hope that uh, through efforts such as uh, your organization and others, we can, you know, really bring that back, uh, you know, worldwide, certainly here in the United States and, um, you know, really continue to highlight the importance of that and how much it's it's needed and what a great lifestyle um, that that can support as well. So so certainly glad, glad to hear that. Um, I can only imagine that as a result of today's interview, there's going to be a lot of individuals, organizations, companies that are going to be very excited to, to learn more about your work, not only within the aviation industry, but within the many industries uh, that, that Teamsters uh, supports. Um, today's interview will be featured as well at uh, marketscale.com. That's really the premier uh, business to business uh, video uh, media uh, site today. So I know a lot of organizations and companies are going to express uh, interest as well. Can you can you tell uh, audience members? Uh, members out there, how they can learn more about uh, Teamsters and explore opportunities to, to benefit from your support. A absolutely. So, so look, if you want to learn more about the Teamsters, uh, the website is www.teamster.org, um, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you really want to talk to somebody, if you are a, a, a group that's interested in, in maybe having us speak, um, there is a contact portion of that website. You can you can fill that out uh, and have someone call you back. Um, generally, it's me or somebody else. Yes. Um, be, you know, depending on the division that, that you're interested in. Because remember, this this isn't just about the aviation part of it. Mm -hmm. If you go to the drop-down menu that says divisions on it, mm -hmm. it will drop you down just about every different division and uh, conference that we have and allow you to explore all of those different pieces. Um, you, like I said, you can fill out the contact paperwork or you can call the switchboard at uh, 202-624-6800 um, and uh, just tell them you know what you're interested in and they'll get you where you need to go. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for that. And, and truly, as you said, certainly not limited to just aviation, uh, very much A to Z as, as Teamsters shared. So everything from aviation to zookeepers, everything uh, in between. So would certainly encourage audience members to jump on the website, uh, call uh, to the system as Chris shared with us here today to learn more about Teamsters and how you as an individual and organization and a group that might be interested in support from uh, Teamsters can learn more. So uh, Chris, thank you so much for your, your time today. I, I sincerely really enjoyed our conversation. I don't think uh, could have had a, a relevant conversation, a more relevant than that, that which we had today. And I know that audience members are going to very much benefit uh, from uh, your, your answers, your insights uh, to within today's interview. So thank you so much for your time and participation. Really appreciate it. Grant, thanks for the invite, man. This was really cool. Appreciate yeah, it. Take absolutely. Care. Absolutely. We'll wish you and Teamsters uh, the best of luck. Thank you. Thank you.